You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers Wednesday edition. You know what that means. Our guest, Nick Winkler, joining myself, Brian Peacock, and former NFL AFL cornerback, Eric Crocker on today's program at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Wink is at Bay Area Wink. You can tag any of us in all of us if you want to get involved in any of these Wednesday episodes. And I promise we're going to hit some questions today. We always say we are, then we get long winded. Uh, and, you know, we have all these long conversations about how athletic we all are. I mean, I don't think the folks out there know, guys, what type of athletes they're dealing with on this show. Croc just came straight from his slow pitch softball game we're talking about getting the windmill around third base with those wheels uh with nick just got done playing 18 holes i played golf yesterday playing softball tomorrow so that's what's going on here croc tell me about your uh, i hope there was no foul out k's in your softball game on this wednesday yeah not not today i was on fire today i was feeling it i had that little hop in my step you know the little sammy sosa hop now i wasn't hitting home runs (laughs) but You know, I, I was driving them out there. I had two in the park home runs. So, you know, I, I felt good. You know, the, the legs felt fresh. I was ready to go, man. Uh, Be honest yeah, with me. On. Wait, wait, wait. Was it like a little league inside the park home run where they're like throwing it around or did you get it by the outfielders and you just ran all the way around the bases? Got it over the outfielders. Got oh, it over nice. the outfielders. Those are legit. And, and this isn't a, a major league, you know, park. So if I can get it over there, I'm, I'm flying around those bases. Right. Absolutely. The, the Kenny Lofton comps. Yep. Yep, there it is. And Wink, golf went well. I, I suppose it can't really ever go that bad because you're out there and, and I'm sure it was nice and warm, hanging out with some buddies, right? Yeah, you know, it's a little windy on the back nine. That's what I'll, my excuse I will use for <laughs> why I went from a 41 on the front to shooting a 95. Uh, it was totally the wind. It wasn't the fact that I'm old and, and I get tired. I mean, I'm oh, super not. athletic and it was the wind. I have a question about golf. Yeah. Are, are you ever too old to start? Because I've nope. never... Never tried it at all. But Peacock just I mean, picked it up recently. Yeah, okay. I mean, I had played. I had some golf clubs, but last summer during the pandemic, actually, Nick is mostly the reason because he set it up with Covey, who does radio in the Bay Area, 95.7 The Game, old, old friends, you know, getting together. He's like, yeah, let's go play. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go hit the range because I had some clubs, but I hadn't played a single time in like five years. And even before that, I would play, you know, maybe a couple times a year. I didn't really play much, so I was not very good. So my game is rapidly improving over the course of the year. You're going to be terrible at first, but you're an athlete. You can swing. Yeah. Um, you're going to be fine. You'll pick it up quick, but it's going to be frustrating and tough at first. And it takes wow, it takes years to be like where you're you're feeling good. Because even still to this day, I'm like zero consistency in my game. And I've played, I've tried at least hit balls once a week since what was that October or no uh, September maybe when we played. Mm-hmm. Yep, September. Yeah, yeah he's just, right. I just want to be able to go out there with with my friends and and play yeah. and not feel stupid about. Doing it. Yeah. Well, here's how you start that. You just go get a bucket of balls, you know, and just go hit them. You know, just see which clubs you can hit best and then just focus on those. Just keep hitting those over and over. Get get a couple clubs where you know, okay, I'm confident with this club in my hand. I know that I can hit this eight iron 120 yards, 150 yards, whatever it may be. That way, when you go out, you're not like, oh, which club do I hit? And you're constantly looking around, like you said, and feeling stupid. And so it just it just comes with just trying it. You know, get out there, see if it's even something you like, but you play softball, so you probably have a nice swing. So, you know, and, and as Peacock mentioned, you're athletic, so you'll pick it up. We're all athletes here. I think that is the bottom line for this episode. That's going to be the title of this episode, Three like Athletes it. Talking Football. Uh, okay, so I have a question, too, real quick, Peacock. 
does having the height, because you're six foot four, does having height help you in golf like maybe, you know, other sports? Uh, it kind of does. You have some leverage on your swing. I mean, it helps with power in baseball. It helps with mm-hmm. uh, your leverage on your golf swing. But it's also uncomfortable if your clubs are too short. That was one of the things. I just had regular-sized clubs when I played with Wink that one time. It was like, if I'm going to play every week, i got to get new clubs. So I actually did uh, get some new clubs that were longer. And, and those are much more comfortable. I was like, I, I saw actually, I think it might have been Wink that took a video of me with my golf swing. He's like, I look like a weirdo hunching down with yeah. these tiny clubs. What am I doing? Like you look like a hunchback. Dude. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do something. You do, you don't want to swing like that. There's too much room for error. No, Craig, it, it definitely anybody can play golf. It doesn't matter how tall you are because it's all about that torque. You know, it's all about that hip whip. You know, just get, get getting the club through the ball. So yeah, it, it obviously you know if he gets his arms extended and with you know his size, he, he's gonna hit it really really far. You know, but but the little guys can do it too. I, I'm not that big, and I can do it. I mean, and you see the guy, the golf, the best golfers in the world. It's not like they're yeah. huge. You know, they're it's a lot all, of actually really sizes. skinny guys too. Yeah, yeah, you get the Dustin Johnsons who are you know six five and you know an Adonis, and then you get you know the little guys like uh, Louis Oosthuizen, who almost won the Open a couple weeks ago. You know, he's probably five foot ten. You know, got a little belly going. So it's just it's it's a technique yeah. game. Really. Phil Mickelson's fifty one years old and just won again. You there know, you and he's he's always been. People always make fun of him for not being in the greatest shape. Right, right, yeah. No, it's good, Crocky. You should pick it up. We should we should get out there sometime. Here, right. I'll put it this way: when I played Monday, there were cigarette butts. Whoever was playing in front of us, there were cigarette butts on every single tee box. So someone's smoking <laughs> while they're playing. That's one of those things. Right. You don't have to be the best athlete in the world to be good at golf. It's technique. All right, so let's get into these. Actually, you know what? We're not going to do – the tweet we're going to start with is actually Crocker's tweet from earlier today, and this is a callback from our episode yesterday where we talked about Ayuk and Debo and the best wide receivers in the NFL. And that was a callback to a podcast I did with Matt Williamson where we ranked and sort of drafted what receivers we would take rest of career from now going forward. And Crocker, I have a feeling this had to do with that podcast when I saw the poll you sent out there today. You said – you get to pick one of these four guys for the next six years. Who are you taking? Feel free to leave a comment. And the four options you put out there were two 49ers, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, and you also had DJ Moore and Jerry Judy on the list. Three of those guys, I think, were back-to-back-to-back in that ranking that I did with Williams, and uh, Debo did not make our list of top 30 receivers going forward. Debo way behind in this poll and I had a feeling he was going to get a ton of disrespect. Do you think there's that big a gap between Debo and Ayuk for there to be this sort of disparity? And there's a lot of 49ers fans that follow you, so it shouldn't be surprising that Brandon Ayuk won this poll. But I had a feeling there would be some DJ Moore disrespect, as we talked about on the pod yesterday. I I was a little bit surprised that D, Debo, because of the 49er fan base that I have you know, following me on Twitter, I thought Debo would get a little bit more love. And uh, yeah, that was a little... A little intriguing to see him so far behind. Last time I checked, it was like, what, 9% out of all the votes in comparison to mm-hmm. uh, Ayuk, who had like 50% of the votes or something crazy like that. Yeah, Ayuk is 49.4. Debo's 8.9 right now. And then Judy and Moore are hovering around 20%. Yeah. yeah. So I really it was a test to see, you know, how faithful are the 49ers. Clearly, they're extremely faithful. At some <laughs> point, you got to be a little realistic. and. I think D, DJ Moore, he, what's hurting him the most is maybe the Carolina Panthers not having primetime games, not being you know a big team over the last few years. Pretty much since he's been there, they've been bad. They haven't made the playoffs or anything like that. I don't think people have really watched him because if they did, they'd know he's what they hope D, Debo Samuel would be. Right. 
They they would know that. They would know he they he that's what we want. What he's done and what how productive he's been, he's what we want Debo to be. And the crazy thing is, he's a year younger than Debo Samuel, but he's been in the league three <laughs> years and has been extremely productive. If Debo did last year what DJ Moore did in his second year, 49ers fans would be freaking out about Debo right now. Oh, well, that, that's the problem. That, that's the yeah. thing is that they're all remembering what happened last year with Debo and injuries. And so all of a sudden you're like, well, the guy's injury prone. Now he got hurt a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to vote for him. So that's why he's so low on the list. And you're exactly right about DJ Moore. Like, he is a talent. He has got skills. That guy's fast. He's strong. He can go down the field. He can stretch the field. But people don't see him. So unless you play fantasy football like we do, so we know who DJ Moore is, you know, this is a guy who who I would love to have on my football team. And with Jerry Judy to the upside there, you see it. Like that guy, that guy is going to be a star in this league if they can get him a quarterback. And I mean, Ayuk obviously is going to win that poll every single time because of your 49er fan base. Yeah. I actually I would say I would say out of the out of the people that responded that were not 49er fans, DJ Moore was clearly in the league. I'm a 49er okay. fan, but I would probably pick DJ Moore. I'm completely honest with you, just based on his skill set. From yeah. what we've seen, DJ Moore deserves to be first on this list. And with Ayuk and, and Judy and Debo not that far behind, um, mm-hmm. I actually picked Jerry Judy. I'm not jumping off that train yet. And he had a really good rookie season, but just overshadowed by some other rookies. Uh, I think he's going to be huge for the Broncos. But, um, yeah, DJ Moore wouldn't be a bad pick. Ayuk's not a bad pick. But the thing I'm focusing on most is just the disparity between Debo and Ayuk. And I think those guys should be more 1A, 1B than a straight-up Ayuk's the dude and Debo's this extra gadget number two guy. What have you done for me lately, League, man? Mm -hmm. How about this? Let's come back, do only Twitter questions that aren't our tweets, and hit, like, more than two Twitter questions. What do you think, guys? Can we can we it's make that happen? a good challenge. Happen? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if we can do it. That's what's coming up. Your questions next. Bet online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, full swing. It's going to be going all summer long. Baseball just about every single day. You can track all that at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA action, there's triple crown horse racing, there's golf, there's reality TV, table games, poker, anything you want to get in on, you can find that action at betonline.ag. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop, mobile device, desktop, computer, whatever you got, a 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head to BetOnline.ag today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here we go from listener Todd on Twitter. He says, Is there a chance that McGlinchey is only, quote, penciled in for his right tackle position? I mean, there really could be a battle in store, but he is really a good run blocker. Is there a world where more, talking about the rookie, could be better suited for right tackle and McGlinchey at right guard. Probably not, but eh, that's how he ended. <laughs> some of the, when I read some of these tweets, it's like, well, what are you saying right now? Like, can we form some sentences here? No, but I appreciate it, Todd. I get what you're saying there. Uh, my quick answer is no. He's not more. He's not just penciled in. He's the right tackle. They just spent a top fifty pick on a right guard too. So that's 
also taken. So I don't know what Moore is going to do. I think his path to playing time is probably left guard after Lakin Tomlinson moves on next year. I don't know. Wink, what do you think? Is is Do you think McGlinchey is or maybe even should be competing more for his job rather than just have that right tackle job handed to him? Well, I, I think you said it right there. I mean, I think there will be a competition, but I, I think that it, it's written in pen right now. I think the only way McGlinchey loses out on this job is if he gets hurt in some way, just based on, you know, he, he's got the experience. This is not an easy system. You know, you're going up against a rookie. If he loses this job, he either was extremely horrible all through training camp or there's an injury happening. And I don't see him being horrible. You know, he's shown that he could be a tackle in the NFL. He's not top tier. You know, he's not a guy that's irreplaceable. That's for sure. So he could get beat. It's possible. But I think as long as he's healthy, I think he's starting week one for sure. The, the tough thing with McGlinchey is they drafted him to be an elite blocker and he yeah. run blocker, and he is that. He's an elite run blocker. So mm-hmm. you have that. And then I think because 49er fans and you watch games so much, a lot of times, almost like cornerbacks, when you notice offensive alignment, it's typically not a good thing, yeah. right? Right, right. So with McGlinchey, he can have 60 good uh, reps in a game but then people will remember the two that he maybe yep. got pushed over. And those would be the ones that stand out the most. I think if you just look at it from a play-to-play, you know, standpoint, uh, McGlinchey is, uh, he's just fine. He, he's fine playing right tackle. Is he all world or anything like that? No. But is he somebody that I would look to just replace, especially with somebody who wasn't a high draft pick or anything like that? No. Do I even think that there's a competition at right tackle? I, I don't really think so. Unless, like you said, Winky, Unless he's just terrible in, in, right. in training camp and they're just like, oh, my goodness, we have to move off of this guy. That's the only way I could see him even possibly or remotely losing that right tackle spot. He's not a bad tackle, just inconsistent a little bit in pass protection. And hopefully the added weight helps him out so he can anchor down a little bit. Yeah, I think there's more of a bounce back coming for him. And to be honest with you, he's not really much different than he was in in college, that was his thing in college because he was left tackle. I'm like, well, he doesn't pass protect well enough to be left tackle, so he's going to move to right tackle in the NFL. But good run blocker, that's what he's been so far in the NFL. But he was he took a step back last year, obviously, and he addressed that on KMBR recently, talking about mentally and physically where he was at. So I expect him to be better this year. If he is better, good. How much do you pay him? Is my question. When right. you know, because they already picked up his fifth year option. That'll be next year. Then looking at a free agent contract, is he going to get a ton of money? Then maybe you might be looking for someone to replace him eventually, but that's 2023 that we're talking about. Maybe 2022, if you decide you want to move on, maybe trade him at that point or something before his last year. But uh, I think he's going to be the right tackle for quite a while. How much do you pay him? What's the salary cap looking like? Those are more of the questions I have rather than if he's going to be the guy this year because he obviously is, and they like him a lot. And I know how fans are. One thing you see a lot, doing this podcast is a lot of fans don't watch enough other teams in the NFL because they're either too high or too low on their own guys. There are some God awful offensive lines out there in the NFL. Every team hates half of their off. Every team's fan base hates half of their offensive line. So, you know, go look at some other offensive lines in the league and you might be like, ah, you know what? I'm okay with McGlinchey after all, when I'm looking at what these teams are trying to do at offensive tackle. And that's why he was drafted so high. And and then on the other side of things, you, you see people that are maybe too high on their favorite guys for their own team. Brandon Ayuk. Right, and Ayuk. And, like, (laughs) Ayuk's really good, and we all like Ayuk, but you got to pump the brakes and remember how many even just good rookie wide receivers there were last year. Right. Yeah, and you mentioned, uh, you know, with with McGlinchey, how much do you pay him and and this going forward and and how he he regressed last year. And maybe that has a lot to do with him losing his security blanket, Joe Staley. You know, that was, you know, they were like best buds. And that kind of came out of nowhere, too. 
You know, his retirement, was, that, that came as a, a bit of a shock. There was so much. Like, everything yeah. thrown, at, thrown at him. He loses his mentor and friend in Joe Staley on the team. The the COVID stuff, the the nutrition, yep. the diet, mentally, things wearing on you. And I'm sure all of us at some point over the course of the last 15 months went through something where we were like, man, this is bogus. And, you know, it just didn't feel right. So, you know, that's why it's so fun to get out there and play softball, play golf, uh, you know, and like do podcasts. Like, I haven't said no to anything since... Right. I, things were, I was allowed to do things. It was like, if someone's like, hey, you want to do this thing? Yes, I would love to do a thing <laughs> finally. You know, yeah. that's so I'm sure McGlinchey's feeling a little bit like that. Yeah, good call. Did you guys see McGlinchey singing at the Giants game? No, recently. No. Oh, you didn't see that tweet? Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, he was going all in. Uh, yeah, just letting it loose. And, and then one, somebody, I guess there was one comment that said, him standing up there, like that's like the best blocking. I guess him blocking the view of the field is the best <laughs> blocking he's done in recent years or something like that. Like, gosh, man, 49er fans, they're tough. That's not Come bad. On, that's not buddy. a bad joke. I like that's that's pretty funny, actually. Oh, geez. All right. Uh, let's go to Robbie, who tagged all of us. He says, at BD Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker, at Bay Area Wink. We know your thoughts on drafting running backs. However, if you could combine five trades from any current NFL running backs into one running back, what traits, which players, and how high would you draft that player? I, I'll let you guys go first. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I think, more anti-drafting running backs than you guys are. Right. Like for me, I just, period, first round, I'm, I'm not going to mess with it. You know, and like right around where the Niners took Trey Sermon, that be, better be a pretty special running back even to take him that high in round three for me. You know, and then, you know, round three, four, five, six, you start talking about running backs. And you need a lot of running backs, too. So I'm not anti-drafting them. I'm not anti-having them on your team. I'm just anti-spending a ton on them because I would like to spend a little bit on multiple running backs than a lot on one running back. That's sort of right. where I'm at. And I don't mm-hmm. think even if you have a great one, like what has Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley done to their team win totals since they've been in the league? Jack, right? So that's right. that's the thing. They, they're great. They're awesome. They're fun, fun to watch. I don't not like running backs. They just don't add enough wins to my football team for me to spend resources on it. That's where I'm at with that. Um, yeah, give me all the undrafted guys. And we've seen Shanahan's offense um, – flourish like that so let's see traits what are we talking about with traits balance is big that's something we talked mm-hmm. about with Trey Sermon that we liked a lot right Frank Gore's balance Frank Gore's uh, the way he runs through tackles I gotta get I gotta get one-fifth of Frank Gore in, on this mega running back that we're building yeah. you know, like the tough that. thing is there, there are running backs in the league right now that you can look at and they have all the traits right you look at a Saquon Barkley he I mean Maybe the one trait he's missing is good health <laughs> because that's been his biggest issue. Hold on. By the way, did you see? I think it was yesterday I saw a clip. I don't remember if it was Instagram or Twitter, a clip of Saquon Barkley working out. Yeah, and, saw it. Yeah, and running I, routes and everything. Maybe yeah, Bleach Report camera was, and he was like, oh, yeah, hey. And it was like, look, uh, his rehab's going great. And I was like, I didn't like read the caption at first. I didn't know who it was. And I was like, is that a defensive tackle? Who is that working out? And then the, whoever it was was running the, the drills and get, got closer to the camera. I was like, oh, that's Saquon Barkley. He looked like he was 250 pounds. And there was, wow. and I was like, okay, I got to see the comments here. And people were like, oh, was that Eddie Lacy? And people were piling on. I was like, oh, no, Saquon, dude. You got to get back to your playing weight before you start throwing those videos out. He looked big. But that, maybe he's putting on a little bit of mass, a little bit of muscle to protect himself from injury. Like Jimmy right? G did, yeah. Yeah, TV man, T- TV adds ten pounds. <laughs> You're right. You're right. But, no, oh yeah. man, uh, Saquon though traits, has though. physically Saquon has a ton of traits, but one thing he doesn't have I, that I, the one thing I didn't like about him coming out 
was his vision. He bounced kind of everything, and he's like, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. That, that was one question I had there. Who would be – vision is big. Who's got the best vision in the NFL? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Yeah, but I, I think that would be the trade I would think is going to be prime. the most important, right? Yeah. yeah, if you go prime, out of the guys that are currently still in the league, dang, I mean, I don't even know if this guy's still in the league, but like Le'Veon Bell, that's exactly his vision like saying. with his patience and his vision, mm-hmm. they kind of hit the holes and stuff, was really good. That's what made him good because he wasn't you know, the yep. fastest guy or the most athletic guy on the field. He was actually a really big back coming out of Michigan State. He kind of slimmed down, changed his whole style of, of how he runs the ball, and you know, now he was this like patient, great vision, set up his blockers style running back. And now, I mean, I don't know what he is now. And that's the tough thing too with running backs. They're just out the league. So like what happened to Le'Veon Bell? He was, he was the best running back in the league. Then he held out he for money. He sat out a year. year yeah. And you can't lose when you only get four or five good years running back. You can't sit out a quarter of your career right. because you're done. Like once you're 28, right. you're like, okay. All right, Grandpa, get out of here. Let's get the new guy in there, you know? So that's sort of uh, what's rough. I'm trying to think. Who would be, like, Nick Chubb's got some good vision. Christian McCaffrey has great vision. I mean, you could probably put McCaffrey into most of these categories, too. Maybe, maybe, what about, uh, what what about if you gave Christian McCaffrey Derrick Henry's size? I mean, he's coming (laughs) off of a a season last year where he was hurt all year. So then it goes right back into that you know, the best abilities availability. And he wasn't available at all last year. McCaffrey, I know, because I drafted him first overall in my fantasy league and he destroyed my team. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, The first two picks last year, McCaffrey and Saquon. Yeah, you talk about balance. Obviously, that's super important. Uh, Vision, that's great. And and obviously, I think the third is durability. It's just having your guy out there. I mean, something Frank Gore's been great at his entire year or his entire career. You know, that's the reason he's still playing when he's so old is because he's always out there. He takes those hits. He knows how to avoid the big hits. He knows how to get down. And you're talking about a guy that's you know, had two reconstructive knee surgeries, you know, like right. it, it's it's crazy. So I guess that probably has a lot of luck to do with it as well. You know, if we're talking about traits, uh, that, that's a good one because, you know, just the smallest little thing, guy falls on your ankle the wrong way. All of a sudden you're done for the year. You know, that's a, that's a tough part of running backs, which, again, is probably why Peacock feels that, you know, they're not as valuable as a lot of people do because they take so many hits. Yeah, the attrition level, like it's a 100 yeah. percent injury rate there and that's the thing with so we're talking about derrick henry right now who i think is entering his age 28 season has not been hurt yep like i if there was an odd four in vegas i would put my mortgage up that he gets hurt this year you know what i mean even though he hasn't yet with with him is is odd that he hasn't been hurt too because he's so you know he runs really high obviously he's extremely tall but he's not very elusive so he's not avoiding any contact Mm -hmm. you would think with the punishment that he's taking and people having to go low at his legs and ankles Mm -hmm. he would you know, but he's been extremely durable. Crazy thing is, he's not my type of running back. Like, if you were no. to say what type of running back do you want, Eric Crocker, ideally, it would not be him. I mean, he's like the complete opposite. Matter of fact, a couple years ago, or I want to say after last season, because I want to say it was during the pandemic, I did this top 100 players in the NFL thing with a bunch of other guys. Like, uh, there were a bunch of other, like, draft guys in there involved. He did not make the top 100. And that was after wow. coming up of a season where he was up there in yards, like mm-hmm. like seventeen hundred yards, whatever it was. Didn't make top hundred, so apparently I'm not the only one that doesn't care for the style of running that he has, or also doesn't think that it's sustainable. But here we are. I mean, he, what he just ran for like two thousand yards or something yeah. crazy like that. He had Keep more. Going. I think he had more yards after contact the last two years than any other running back has rushing yards. 
Yeah, he's wearing got he's wearing teams down. That's insane. Like, that, that's that's what it is. And you would think that again, that's not like sustainable. Okay, wearing down the defense, but, here we but are. he's just wearing these defenses down. And then he, then he rips off a big one. And he is fast. Like mm-hmm. he does have this like sneaky speed where once he gets rolling, it, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to bring that guy down. You got to hit him before he gets going. But if, if he can put his foot in the ground and, and get uh, north right now. <laughs> in trouble sideways, sideways though oh no issues yeah. no they're, but, they're chopping him down like a christmas tree. yeah absolutely and but he and doesn't offer a lot in the receiving game either so give me a mccaffrey give me alvin Kamara all day delvin cook yeah delvin cook too yeah, yeah you Cook's said nick chubb give me nick chubb I, i'd take him probably with a top three if i had yeah. to pick the running back right now nick chubb would be near the top nick chubb's the closest thing to what we saw with prime gore i think that was yeah uh, and even coming out that was one of my comps for nick chubb's like yeah, kind of reminds me of frank gore that guy where he can take it between the tackles and all of a sudden he pops out and he's making this long run he's got a little bit more top speed than gore maybe not mm-hmm. quite the uh the power imbalance that gore had but he's got a lot of that so yeah nick chubb's one of my favorites too but again, not a lot in the in the receiving game either. More than more than Henry, but but that's because they have Hunt. I think if Hunt wasn't around, mm-hmm. I think it'd be a totally different story there with Chubb. All right, I don't think we even fully answered that question, but I'm done talking about running backs. You guys have any more to add there? Well, I mean, you mentioned with with, uh, with Henry, like you said, the punishment he takes. Nah, see, that's his thing. He punishes everyone else. How about yeah. this speed? Raheem Mostert, give me a dash yeah. of Mostert for that top speed, man. We see, talked about that explosive over ability. Speed, though. Woo. Yeah, I'll it might left be the right quickness. Yeah, it might be fifth out of five, but still, I want some speed. Right. Yeah. More questions coming up on this Winky Wednesday edition of Lockdown 49ers. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Convenient self service at RockAuto.com, where you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, jumper cables, even new carpet for your classic cars, your daily driver. Get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer, and best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers alike. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor like jalapeno? Recently, if you find that one, give it a shot. I was pleasantly surprise coconut coconut almond peanut butter is my favorite mint brownie peanut butter brownie salted caramel double chocolate raspberry some of the classic flavors there and they're filtering through new flavors all the time something for everyone and as we know from the built bar bracket some passionate fans about their favorite flavors not only are built bar the best tasting protein bars on the market they're healthy too We're talking 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of net carbs, and 4 grams of sugar. You can find a flavor that satisfies you or build your own box of Built Bars and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. Go to BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Hey, Croc, uh, one more running back note here. There was a 
tweet earlier that you responded to already on Twitter. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know who tweeted at us, and I think they wanted it for the show. They were asking about Jamichael Hasty. Where does he fit in in all this? And we talked a little bit about it when we were talking about Elijah Mitchell the other day, and we kind of you know projected what we thought the running back group would look like. And uh, you, you kind of put it pretty succinctly on what to expect from where Hasty should fit on the depth chart right now, right? Yeah, he doesn't fit on the depth chart. <laughs> it, it, it's tough. The running back position, you know, you only need one on the field at a time. And right. ideally, you'd like to keep three. And then you have use checks. So, like, dang, it's like, all right, we got four backs. Where does Hasty fit in on a roster where you have Raheem Mostert? You have two draft picks that you, you know, two guys that you just drafted. And you just signed Wayne Gallman. Luckily for a guy like Hasty, you, you had the injury to Jeff Wilson. Otherwise, I mean, he'd have zero chance of making his roster. But now, you know, he's a, a, a one injury away from being able to kind of, you know, squeak into that final roster spot as, as a back. But right now, they just have too many backs. And if they can keep them healthy for the start of season, it'd be tough for him to make that initial 53. Well, you said it right there. I think his position in this 49er group is on the practice squad. Yeah. yeah. And, he... and he, that might be like what Peacock was saying, right? 49er fans value their players more than others he might be a guy that gets released and everybody's thinking oh no we're gonna lose Jet hasty and the, right. the league is like no you guys can have him you guys can have him back yeah. to your well, that's what happened last year right with hasty he got cut and he had an opportunity to sign on someone else's team thought it was better for his career to hang on with the Niners practice squad and he did get called up to the main squad eventually as needed and I'm sure they'll need him if he does make it to the practice squad he'll be back on the roster at some point and I mean someone's there's a pretty darn good chance one of these running backs gets deemed and might not be ready to start the season so Hasty could slip into there to that uh, running back three running back four conversation to me it's Hasty versus Gallman probably for that last spot mm-hmm. and I could see the 49ers wanting to go with the young player on a rookie contract over the one year veteran contract Gallman as long as they as long as all these young guys show enough. But after most are you're talking about two rookies and a second year guy that didn't even play all that much last year. So does Shanahan want a little bit more veteran ability uh to start the season in someone like Gallman. So that's probably the the competition is Gallman versus Hasty right now. Because they're not going to cut their sixth round pick and they're not definitely not going to cut their third round pick. So unless Someone gets hurt, which is very likely, probably. Maybe they'll all right. be on the roster. Hasty isn't bad. Hasty's not a bad no. running back. It's just the no. roster politics with yeah. the whole thing and right. what they've invested in these other guys. That's what, in my head, leaves them on the outside looking in. But like you said, if there is, maybe there is a competition between him and Gallman. Gallman, they seem kind of different backs, though, right? Gallman has been more of that, we talked about it, more of a, a, a thumper a little bit. He's a little bit closer to what they would get from Jeff Wilson and hasty is a little bit more of a bouncing around more like uh, what Devontae Freeman style back. Mm-hmm. He, he's more of that. So, but not maybe as explosive, but he runs hard. So, you know, that's, that's a tough thing for him. And well, like for hasty. me, I think with hasty, I think the one thing he's got going for him uh, versus Gallman is that he has a year in this system. So he knows the, the playbook. So I think that, you know, if, if it comes right down to it and these guys are both looking real good in camp, you probably go with the guy that's got experience in your system, right? Right, and, and yeah, he he might be able to jump in and and have a little bit more than all of those guys after most right. just because he's been in the system. Although, you know, running backs, we see how easy it is for them to transition to the NFL. So sure. many running backs run the outside zone, so it probably won't be. It's probably just pass protection is the big thing. Yep. As long as you're not getting that's your quarterback right. killed, then you're going to be okay when you're talking about the rookies. 
Um, you miss one block, you, you might end up on the practice squad. Right, yeah. And I liked Hasty a lot last year coming out of the draft. I thought he was a hidden gem. And I was surprised he went undrafted. He probably had a similar grade coming out of college that Elijah Mitchell did. You know, So I guess it's not – it wouldn't be unheard of that he is – they look at him – as a player that should be higher on the depth chart than Elijah Mitchell. So the question would be, do they cut their six-round rookie if they like Hasty a little more? It would probably have to be a clear advantage for Hasty over those guys for that to happen. And then in that case, it would probably still be Gallman that gets cut, and they keep right. both of them. All right, let's finish it up here. I've been wanting to talk about this one for a couple of weeks, Croc. This is an older question that I've had uh, in the bookmarks. This one from Adam. He said, do you think the Niners would be more open to bringing Sherman back if he moved to safety instead of corner? That would be a good question for Crocker. Love the pod, and congrats on the new co-host. Again, this was uh, around June 1st when he sent this one. That was Croc's first day with the new pod. By the way, everyone, very excited about Crocker joining the pod. The numbers are showing it. Uh, our fearless leader, uh, David Locke, who, who founded this network, is a big fan of Croc, too. Croc and Locke podcast maybe someday to come uh, talk about basketball <laughs> and football, maybe. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, what do you think? Sherman to safety... Sherman at corner, no Sherman at all. You got three options there for the 49ers. Do you like any of those three options? If you remember, like maybe a couple years back, you and I were talking about Richard Sherman, and I was like, man, I think in the future I would see him more as like a in-the-box style safety, more of a, a down safety, not even like a single high in that in that kind of you know sense of the defense. If I look at him now, man, it's it's tough. I I I can't get over what I saw from him last year with them not wanting to play man with him on the field. So that, that that part right there was tough. He still has value from a leadership standpoint and just was up here mentally. He, the game is still slowed down for him. So you if you have him in a pinch and you have to play Richard Sherman, he can still make plays. He can still burn uh, opposing quarterbacks, you know, in the sense of, you know, picking them off because he's so far ahead mentally understands concepts the way he does so there is value there at all positions just I guess it just depends on what you want from him if I had to guess I, I would have to wait until I see exactly what I have from my young guys and know that they're just not going to hack it and if that's not the case then I'd be okay with bringing him in at, at cornerback I, I think most people would say that's not ideal but I do think that he, he can still play he can still play you're just he's just going to be somebody that you wait on and see what you have out of Mosley, what you have out of, out of your two, you know, rookie guys. And then potentially if they can't, you know, make anything work, you bring in a guy like Richard Sherman and you possibly bring him in to, to start on the outside at cornerback. Yeah. Do you remember, Wink, last year there was like I mean, maybe two snaps that Sherman was at safety all of a sudden. I was like, wait a second. Yeah. What's he doing there? Is that his future position? And he even talked himself about doing it, or else I wouldn't say, yeah, don't force him inside. If he wants to play inside, then he's got the mind to do it. I think athletically maybe a better spot for him. But like you said, Croc, even athletically, speed's never been his thing, so I don't think you want to put him at center field. If you've got two high safeties, then, yeah, put him in one of those spots. He's not like the big thumper type that you put down in the box either. So not exactly sure how he would fit even at safety what the best spot would be. As long as he's still moving well enough, corner is still probably the best spot um, if you're going to be running his own heavy scheme. I don't know if the 49ers are, though. That's the other thing is maybe he would fit better at safety with what D'Amico Ryans wants to do. Who knows? But I think it would take an injury at either corner right. or safety spot. Right, Wink, for, for the yeah. Niners to want to bring him in? Yeah, you said it. I think that it's going to take an injury for that to happen, something early in camp, and all of a sudden, okay, well, now we got to go pay him and bring him in. And and you mentioned it too, Croc, like, to me, the biggest thing that he brings to this football team or any football team that he's ever been a part of 
and that he will ever be a part of, because he's probably going to go into coaching after this, is his leadership. I mean, he's a guy that people will follow. And, and you know, this is a young secondary for the 49ers. And it, it, maybe you don't go with him right off the bat, but you, maybe if you see something early in camp, even if it's not an injury, but it's like, wow, these guys have no direction. These guys don't really know what they're doing out there. They need a leader. Then you bring in a guy like Sherman, and I think he solves all that. He's going to be expensive, too. I mean, he's probably not going to sign for nothing. He's too smart. He's his own agent, too. But there's those names out there. We talked about Ingram. If the Niners need an edge guy, maybe they're going to wait and see what they need, and maybe they have enough money to throw at one of those guys, Houston, Ingram, Sherman. But they only have one. Like, if they go sign Sherman, then something happens at end. they got nothing left. They can't go sign one of those guys. Yeah. Got to be smart. All right, good stuff. Thanks for all the questions, everybody out there. Apologies if we didn't get to your questions, but hey, we did good, guys. What, we, we did like it, Five man. questions? Yeah. That's a record, especially with all three of us going here. Just because we're athletes, dude. We're athletic. We're athletic in the mind. <laughs> we're athletic in body. <laughs> Looking forward to chatting with you next week. Wink on Wednesday. Appreciate you as always. Yep. My pleasure, bud. Croc, be back with you tomorrow. And everybody else, talk to you then right here. Locked on 49ers. See ya.